Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Jonathan Stockstill. I'm your host, and we are talking everything from family to ministry to leadership to world missions to music, you name it. And I'm so glad to have you in on the conversation. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And if it really means a lot to you, you can share it with somebody. Today, we're going to be doing something a little different. I'm diving into some actual teaching on the Word of God. And I pastor a church in Baton Rouge, and I teach a, a lot here. And this is a subject that I'm really passionate about. And so uh, maybe you haven't had your daily devotion yet. Maybe uh, you haven't spent time in the Word today. So let this speak to you and, and let this concept of the kingdom of God impact you. Check it out. Today, uh, I'm joined with Cardiff Booth. Cardiff, I love having you on the show. Come on. Thank you for being here. Today, we're going to talk about something that is super important to Jesus. And if you're a Christ follower, like it's a big deal to him. And if I were to ask you, Cardiff, and Cardiff doesn't know the answer to this question, he and I have not pre-discussed this, so I'm just going to ask you and see what your knowledge of the scriptures is. I'm just playing, Ooh. okay? So, but if you were, if I were to say, what did Jesus talk about more than anything? What do you think the answer to that would be? What was his top teaching when when he taught? What was he teaching about? The funny thing is, I. I've heard you say this before, and I forgot. Ah, okay. So, but if you read the, the the letters in red in Jesus's teaching, it is predominantly about a kingdom, mm. and he's talking about a government. He's talking about a kingdom, and often we, when we think about Jesus, we think of miracles, right? Walking on water, healing people. We think about his death. We think about his resurrection. We think about all these things. But wait, what was he communicating to mm. people? And it's, I'm setting up a government. Right. And this is prophesied in the book of Isaiah that he is going to have a government. Mm. And so much talk today is about politics. It's like, oh, America. It's like, what are the different countries doing? And, and it's like global politics. And, and Jesus came saying, I'm setting up a kingdom, right? And, and my kingdom is coming. And, and so this is like a fascinating conversation for Christians, right? Well, it's funny because I think even if you asked a lot of people what is their thoughts on Jesus and what he came like, oh, well, Jesus came and just loved everybody, and that's who Jesus is. And, and while that tr is true, that was not the— Right. His love for everybody was his character. Right. It's like this is who he is, yeah. right? But what was his agenda? Right. His agenda is I'm setting up a kingdom. Hmm. And they tried to make him a king of their kingdom. They were like, hey, let's crown him. He's feeding everybody. Let's crown him. And, and the Bible says that he stepped away because yeah. he was already a king right. of another kingdom. And so he's standing before Pilate, and Pilate's like, don't you realize I have the power to kill you? And he says, well, you only have that power because my father's given it. And he said, I have a, another kingdom. And he said, if, if, if I wanted to, my kingdom would come and, and rescue me. But yeah. my kingdom is not of this world, it's of another world. So his whole conversation was on the kingdom of God. I don't think Christians think enough about kingdom living, kingdom life. Mm. And kingdom is a culture. The Bible describes it as righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It has an immigration policy. Yeah. Like how do you come out of the kingdom of the world into the kingdom of God? You have to have the right stuff. It's just right. like you're immigrating to a different country. Uh, there is rulers. There, there is authority. There is all these things. And, and the kingdom of God is what Jesus preached. And so I'd love to just kind of talk through some of 
these principles right. of the kingdom today. And my first observation that I want everybody to think through is, do you think of Christianity like a kingdom? Do you think of it enough like a kingdom? I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't think I do. Yeah. And I think, again, when you go back to what I was saying at the beginning, it's like when I think about Christianity a lot of times, think about love, Jesus, taking care of people, feeding the sick, why aren't the Christians helping people, you know, but when you talked about the agenda that Christ had, I think that that's really, that's a great observation and a thought, provoking thought as a Christian. Right. Well, you know, to think like this, that we are, you and I are both American citizens Mm -hmm. in the flesh, but this is a temporary citizenship. Right. Because eternally, we're not Americans. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally a million years from now, and people who believe in Jesus and believe in, in the afterlife and all this stuff, you're not going to be American. Right. You're not going to be like, yeah, one one of those years I was American. It's like not going to matter at all. You're going to be a right. citizen of heaven. You're going to be mm-hmm. a citizen of the kingdom of God. And this this identity of like, yeah, in the flesh, I'm American. But in the spirit, I belong to this other kingdom. And I literally am an ambassador from my spiritual kingdom into this kingdom. And I'm here representing this right. invisible, eternal kingdom. And that's exciting, yeah. right? And and Jesus's whole thought when he was talking to people was inviting them, like, hey, you can be a mm. citizen of my kingdom. I'm the king. It's going to be forever. <laughs> it's righteousness, peace, and joy. And if you want, you can come and immigrate into my kingdom. Right. And people don't process Christianity like that, right? No, not at all. And I, I, I think it's it's challenging for us to, to come in with that mindset, but... How do how do you how did you start on that path and how do we how do we get there to, to okay, switch our mindset a bit? I think my key like interest in the kingdom concept was has been all the uproar and upheaval that we felt politically mm-hmm. in our nation, and this you know this real deep push for patriotism mm-hmm. in our nation, right? And a lot of people feel like. America is the kingdom of God, right? right? And there's this holy zeal yeah. of like, hey, our forefathers founded this nation as Christians, and, and right. this is the kingdom of God. And it's like, no, we're we're another earthly kingdom, mm-hmm. and God may use us, right? Right. But this is not his kingdom, because I have dear friends in other nations of the world that are just as much kingdom citizens as I am. Right. And so I think the whole upheaval in our country and this tension of what is a Christian's role in mm. earthly politics and, and all this stuff just got me really thinking about what matters to Christ. And you know what Christ cares about? He cares about his kingdom. Yeah. And, and you know, America is just another earthly kingdom to him, you know? <laughs> and I say that respectfully. And I know there's people listening sure. probably right now that, that like, just, oh, you just turned it off. So you're not even listening anymore, <laughs> but I'm just telling you like Christ cares about his kingdom and yeah. he's setting up his domain, his rule. And do we have that same fervor, and passion about God's kingdom that we would about where we live right now. Right. Right. That's a, Advancing that's a challenging that. thought, I think, for some. And to feel a loyalty to other Christians from other nations right. that, like, hey, we may have a different uh, design on our passport, mm-hmm. but in the spirit, we are of the same kingdom. Yes. And this this kingdom identity, mm. this like I identify way more with Jesus in His kingdom right. than I do this earthly kingdom. 
Yeah. And 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 people who are carnal and natural, this sounds weird to them. But this is the faith that we have. This is like we are in, man. Right. We are into this kingdom. You know, I think it's funny too because uh, I've been overseas several times, and I've had people come up to me and they're just like, "You're American, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah. Why do you? Why would you say that? Like, I can just tell." By the way that you carry yourself, that mm. you're like an American. Yeah. And I also just think, like, can people look at us from a distance and know that we're from another kingdom? Yeah. And that we're part of something, or do we just look like everybody else? Yeah. I think that's I think that's great. And and who sets the culture in this kingdom? Yeah. Right? Who does? Right. And it, it's the king. Mm. The king sets the culture. In any nation of the world, you know, we live in a democracy, democratic republic, but in every nation of the world that has a king, the king sets the culture. He says, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do this festival on this day. Uh, and when you greet people, you're going to stand up, you're going to bow your head. You're going to do, he sets the culture. Right. And so in our heavenly kingdom, King Jesus is the one who sets the culture. And he says, Hey, we're going to love people. We're going to forgive people. And this is how we're going to be. So the more you become like him, the more culturally you are kingdom. Mm. And the more identifiable you are, right. oh, that's that's a Christian, right? You know, right. So, hey, I, I want to look at a couple of these parables. Cool, because when Jesus was illustrating the kingdom, it was always a parable. He told a story, right? And, and I love this about Jesus's teaching. Like the Bible says that he never taught without a parable. Yeah, and his goals there were multi-layered. Yeah. One of them was to mask the teaching from people that shouldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And it was almost this filter right? that like he would tell these stories and not give a description of what they meant. Yeah. But the authors of the Gospels actually gave us behind the scenes like meaning to yeah. these parables. So let's just talk through a couple of them and just see what, what sparks. The first uh, that I want to bring attention to is in Matthew, uh, and, and, and this is the 13th chapter, he says the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field, but that night his workers slept. His enemy came in and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew, and so there was this mixture. And what hmm. Jesus is saying is, guys, I'm going to start a kingdom, but there's going to be mixture. The devil is going to come and sow yeah. fake, hypocritical people right. that are going to look like the rest, but... So the worker said, should we just pull out the weeds? He says, no, let them all grow at the same time. Mm-hmm. And at the end of time, we're going to harvest the whole thing and we'll separate the wheat from the chaff. Wow. And so when, when you look across the kingdom now, there are all these people that say, what about all these fake Christians and fake preachers and right. fake? And this is exactly what Jesus said is going to happen. There's going to be a mixture. Yeah. And so in his teaching of the kingdom, it's like, hey, you got to know there's going to be some fakes and there's going to be some reals. Right. You're not going to have 100% real and you're not going to have 100% fake. It's going to be right down the middle. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to have fake and real. And it's like people need to know that this is to be expected. Right. And you can't just say, hey, all the wheat's bad because I see some weeds in there. Right. You have to understand that there is some wheat and there are some weeds and yeah. God's going to sort it all out. What do you think about that? Well, the funny thing is I grew up on a farm. And we had like all these plants and every, we had weeds that would grow all over the place. And the workforce was me and my brother. My dad like didn't hire anybody, just had us go on, you know. So we were constantly separating 
the the weeds from and my brother was a lot more diligent than I was and I would just start pulling up all sorts of stuff and my dad would walk through and go hey that one was actually good that one's <laughs> you know you shouldn't have pulled that one out and, and I think in that context it's it's like you said like we it's expected there there's there a separation that's going to happen and God's going to do that but I've also found myself as not being so predisposed or predispositioned to like judge or say, Hey, this person or these, yeah, these are bad. Just let God deal with it. Yeah. Right. And, but I I love that separating. Like there is like some fakes and some reels and just deal with it. That's how it is. That's unfortunate. And, and one, I think it's a challenge to me too, that I want to make sure I'm living my life like the kingdom of God I'm representing. I'm an ambassador of God and, and I'm going to strive to, be living in accordance to his word and stay away as far away from that line as possible. Right. I don't even want to look like a weed. No. (laughs) Okay. So then he keeps going. And right afterwards, he uses another farming illustration. All of Jesus's illustrations are like farming and shepherding. That's great. They'll hit home with me. Right. They're agricultural. So then he says, um, the kingdom is like a mustard seed. It's the smallest seed, but when planted, it turns into the largest Mm. tree and the birds are able to come. Right. And what he's illustrating there is that the kingdom of God can start very small in somebody's heart. Yeah. In just one person's heart. Yeah. And that thing is going to take over their whole life and it's going to grow. But it doesn't just mean that. It means that, like, you can put one Christian in an yes. unchristian society and that tree is going to grow and it's unstoppable, is right. what he's saying. Is it. Despise not small beginnings and know that it's going to be unstoppable. And he's just telling them, I'm going to take over the world. Right. And if you look in 2,000 years of Christian history now, Christianity is the largest religion in the world. Right. And it started with a carpenter who yeah. died on a cross. Yeah. And he says, you're not going to stop it. It's going to just continue to grow. Right. And if you look at somebody who's truly received God's word in their heart and received Christ, it begins to take over their life. Yeah. Like I've been serving the Lord now for four decades mm-hmm. and well, maybe not four decades, like, maybe wow. two and a half. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but I've been serving the Lord now for a while and it's taken over my life. It's mm-hmm. changing my personality. It's changing how I lead my family. It's changing right. everything about me. It's literally taken over. Any thoughts about that? Uh, I, I love it because I even think in the Bible, the Bible's littered with stories where God's people went from being small to all of a sudden being numerous and even to the point where they're, you know, there's prophecies that say they're going to be as numerous as the stars. And uh, I love that because even for my family, uh, my grandfather got saved. There was no one, no one in the Booth family or the Mills family on this side that had been saved. No one, Christianity wasn't even a part of our lineage. And then the moment both my grandfathers got saved, everything from that moment forward, it's drastically changed our family tree. And now there's ministers People are, you know, our, our entire family tree is full of saved Christians that are mm. serving and loving God because two men made a decision. And it now it's, it's affected so many generations now, yeah. you know, and to me, I think there's such a beauty in that. Uh, so then he, he shifts to another illustration where he says, if you take a little bit of yeast mm. and you put it in a lump of dough eventually it's going to take over the whole dough. And this is similar to that last one about a small seed taking over the garden. Jesus is saying, you just put a little bit in culture, 
in life, it's going to, it's going to permeate every single part. What does that look like though, to put a little bit into culture? Well, he often compares seeds to his word and the word is the word of the kingdom, right? That Jesus is King, give him your life. And if you receive that word in your heart and you make a shift, then it begins to change everything mm-hmm. in your personal life, then it changes your family, then it right. changes. And so in, in a way, this parable is, is very similar to the last one. It, it just permeates and it takes over the whole thing. Yeah. And, and what Jesus is telling us here, it's been 2000 years, but he's saying, this is going to keep going yeah. until I take over the world. And I think there are a lot of people who think, well, Christianity's dying. It's, you know, uh, Islam is going to take over. For sure. But what Jesus is saying here is, nah, I'm literally going to impact every nation. And the truth of this gospel is going to be shared in every nation. Wow. So it's like we can take heart that his promise here and his his prophecy that Christianity will permeate the dough, it's going to happen. Yeah. So that's great. I think that's really cool. Then he talks about a man who discovers a treasure in a hidden field. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who discovers a treasure. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. So he buys the field. Then he says, another illustration is like a merchant or a guy who's a trader who sees a pearl of great price. He sells everything he has Mm. and he purchases this pearl. So we have a man who finds a jewel in a field and purchases the field. Right. And a man who finds a pearl and sells everything he has to get this pearl. Mm. And what he's saying is, is the kingdom of God is more important than any single thing in your life. It's worth selling out totally wow. to buy. Okay, so the best illustration now would be like, if you knew that there was a stock, okay, that, that you could buy that was going to go up 10,000%, okay? If you know, like, okay, this is the infancy of Facebook, the infancy of Amazon, the infancy yeah. of Google, the infancy of Apple, and you could buy 50% of the company, like, would you be an idiot to spend your money anywhere else right? if you knew that this thing's going to explode? Yeah. And, and what Jesus is saying is the kingdom of God is the thing to invest in. Wow. And it's worth selling out every single thing to invest in that. That's why people who choose not to have these massive careers, but instead choose to follow God's call for their life, yeah. they're way smarter than the dude that just makes a bunch of money. Right. And this is backwards thinking. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's baffling right? to people, I think. Like, why Why would I do that? Where? Where's the importance and where's the hope if I sell all my stuff, if I give away my life, that God's going to make it better? How, how do you help people see the value in that? Well, you have to believe the promise. You have to believe the promise. It's like if I were to tell you, look, this new company I started, it's called Google, and just trust me, in 20 years, it's going to be the biggest company in the world. Right. Well, your only confidence is my word. Yeah. Your only confidence is my promise. And so we have Jesus saying that the kingdom of heaven is the pearl of great price. Wow. Trust me, sell everything and buy this pearl. <laughs> and so it depends on if we believe him or not. Yeah. Is this worth? And so th- there's a story where Peter had left everything. He left his house. He left the, his wife. He, like. <laughs> When he says, he's Lord, we le- yeah. we've left uh, wives and houses and right. families and we've left all this stuff. And Jesus said, it's all going to come back to you. 
Wow. And so these guys had sold out everything. Yeah. And they followed him. And that's what every Christian is called to do. Wow. Sell out. Sell out. Sell out of this desire. Sell out of this dream. Sell out of this vision. And follow the kingdom of God. Right. And I think it's, it's funny because I think people look at Christianity a lot of times and what they're giving up, but they don't look at what they're obtaining yeah. as they give those things. And I know from my life, I feel like I've gained 10 times over whatever I could have kept in the earthly physical side because I feel so fulfilled mm. with what God's given me, Yeah, you know? Well, your faith begins to take over. You start, yeah. you start believing that like, this is worth right. me abandoning. Like you're a very talented guy. There's no question in my mind that you could do something different than give your life to the call of God mm -hmm. and to be really successful. It might be arrogant for me to say, but I really do think <laughs> that I could probably do pretty well yeah. at a lot of things that I put my hands to. Well, it's funny because I got a call probably like three years ago from like an advertisement, advertisement agency. And they're like, hey, we've seen some of your stuff. We'd like to hire you. And I remember telling my wife, and she's like, man, that's awesome. But that's not your calling. Yeah. Like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> but you know, there may be people listening. They're like, well, does that mean that I'm supposed to like quit everything and go into ministry? Right. No, 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 no. It, it, it means that you're supposed to give all that you are to the advancement of the kingdom of God. That like, hey, I have this job so I can advance the kingdom of God. Yeah. I have this position so I can influence people for the kingdom of God. It's all about advancing the kingdom. That's great. I like yeah. that a lot. Because I do think sometimes people are. Well, man, I'm not a pastor, right? And I'm not going to be. I don't. I don't know if I'm supposed to be in full time ministry because I feel really called to this. And I, I think it's like, no, use that. That is what God's given you. Use that and advance God's kingdom with what's in your hand. Yeah, that's right. So the last parable that Jesus tells in this chapter, and I would encourage anybody listening, like go read Matthew 13. But he he says that the kingdom is like a net dropped mm. into the ocean to catch a bunch of fish. So you have to, what is a net? A net is a filter. Right. It filters out water and it collects mm -hmm. fish. So the kingdom itself is a net and that that kingdom is sweeping through culture, sweeping through time, sweeping through nations, sweeping through. And what it's doing is collecting fish. Yeah. It's collecting, it's harvesting. And this message of the kingdom, do you want to be a part of God's kingdom? Will you sell everything and participate in his kingdom? Right. That is filtering. It's filtering out the the good fish from the bad fish. Right. So like literally all of human time is being filtered right now by this kingdom, by this message of the kingdom. And then it says, it says that the, the net was dragged up to the shore, sat down and sorted all the good fish into crates, but the bad ones were thrown away. Mm. This is how it's going to be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous, throwing the wicked into the fiery furnace where there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then he says, do you understand these things? And he's saying that angels are going to come and are literally person to person wow. going to go and are going to be like, you belong to the kingdom and you don't belong to the kingdom. Wow. And that this, met, this, this net is sweeping through our nations mm -hmm. now, sweeping through our cultures, and it's, and it's collecting. And uh, I, I come away from all of these parables about the kingdom and I just say, count me in. Yeah. Like I'm all in. <laughs> I want to be in. I'm pushing all my chips under the table. Right. I'm saying I'm I'm you this is a pearl of great price. Mm. This is worth selling everything. It's the it's the seed that I want to permeate the garden. Yep. It's the yeast that I want to take over my whole life. Like I am sold out. 
Yeah. You know, so there might be people listening right now. Uh, and if you're following my podcast, you're probably a Christian, but maybe you're listening right now and you're like, I, I've just still been on the fence and I don't know. I just would say, push all the chips to the middle of the table. Yeah. Like, buy the pearl of great price, right. sell out to the kingdom, sell out to the king, mm -hmm. and let's let's do this. Right. Right? Jump in. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because I think sometimes there is that hesitancy. I've always been like, what if I did give it all? What if I did get it, give it everything? What if I did jump in all the way? And a lot of times I, I played football in high school, and I remember when I first started, I was super scared to hit other people and go all in. And the thing is, I got smashed every single time I would go in for a tackle because I wasn't going in all the way. And my, I remember my coach telling me, he's like, you need to hit 100%. And when you do that, you're going to like move forward. Mm -hmm. And I, that was how it happened. I, as soon as I started going in with the mindset, I've got to give this my all when I go in for this hit. That was when I first started making tackles because I wasn't timid and I wasn't holding back. And I think a lot of times I've always challenged myself and I would just challenge people like jump all into the tackle, jump mm. all into the hit yeah. and, and, and then break through the other side. That's really good. So uh, just want to challenge everybody that's listening. Give Jesus your heart, recommit yeah. your heart, give him all and, and participate in the kingdom. Uh, and then I'd also like to tell everybody to, to click subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. So thankful for everybody that listens to the podcast and supports it. And uh, maybe share it with a friend, mm -hmm. send them a text message with a link on it. And um, just thank you for, for participating and look forward to being back with you next week.